Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Receiving the Holy Spirit. For some of you, like I said a couple of weeks ago, we didn't meet last week because it was Thanksgiving week. Two weeks ago we met and we talked about who the Holy Spirit is and just a quick review on that. The Holy Spirit is God. And if he's God, which he is, he's a person. He's also God's promise, and he's also the comforter. Okay? So tonight's message is receiving the Holy Spirit. In the coming weeks, we're going to be getting into the gifts of the Holy Spirit according to Scripture. All right? So number one tonight, let me, let me, before we go to number one, let's go to Acts chapter 19, verse 1. Acts 19, verse 1. Look at this. While Apollos was in Corinth, he was a man of God that's... Um, one of Paul's contemporaries and colleagues, fellow ministers in the book of Acts, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Okay? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. Now look at their response. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. They believed in Jesus, but they didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. He said, then what baptism did you experience? And they, re- excuse me, they replied, what? The baptism of John. So the baptism of John basically is how you were baptized. That is a baptism as a sign of repentance and a sign of I am a believer and obeying Jesus. Most of us have been baptized in water. That's the baptism of John. Okay, that's why they call him John the Baptist, meaning John the one who baptizes. There are some historians who say John and his disciples actually baptized over a million people. We don't know that. We don't know, but they were baptizing people left and right. It's like, you're going to repent? You're going to believe? All right, let's get you baptized. So they said, we did a baptism of repentance. Basically, the baptism that Jesus commanded. Okay, what's the next verse? Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, right? But John himself told the people to believe in the what? In the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. This is powerful. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus now. Okay, those are very similar baptisms, the baptism of John, but they hadn't been baptized in the name of Jesus yet. So I take that back. It wasn't exactly like all of your baptisms. They baptized to be repented or to repent, but then now they said we're going to get baptized in the name of Jesus. All right. So they've already repented. Most of you got baptized once. You baptized for repentance and as a sign of your salvation and commitment, but you did it all at once. So then... After they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus now, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. Now, for some reason, and I don't know if some believers have made it it scary before, but they say, man, tongues is a freaky thing. Now, nobody's forced to speak in tongues. You're not. You're not forced to speak in tongues. Let me just give you some background here tonight. Me personally... I know some people have thought, man, well, you were raised a Christian and life just wasn't tough. And you were just, you always, man, you always knew God. Well, I always knew about the Lord, but I had to accept Jesus just like anybody. And I got to the age of 13 and the Spirit of God had, had begun to fall on our home prayer groups. They were like cell groups. I was, I was 13. It was the summer before my eighth grade year. And I was seeking God, and I said, Lord, I'm seeing people being baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, and I heard that it really took you to the next level in your walk with God. So I said, Lord, I want that. So somebody laid hands on me, 
And uh, we'll get into more of that later about laying on of hands for receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, here's the deal. Well, why, why all the rave? Like, what's, why is it so important, Pastor Matt? Well, for me, it gave me a prayer language that I could always pray that's perfect. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. And I run out of things to say to the Lord. Sometimes, you know, when you're praying, you know how it is. We as believers, sometimes you praise God for a while, and then you're like, okay, that's good. And then you go to asking him for stuff. And then that's done, and you're like, well, I don't really know what to say. And there's times you're just in God's presence, telling him whatever, talking about your day, asking him things. But I will tell you this. Scripture says whoever speaks in tongues doesn't speak unto men, right? You're not speaking to other humans. You're speaking to God. Now, we're not one of those churches where everybody's shouting out loud at the same time in tongues. It's just not our style. But, but, if you're speaking to God and that's the way you pray, then that's okay. I believe God is not nervous. Now, at times when there's tongues out loud, God will give an interpretation of tongues. Now, we're not going to get into that tonight. But I do want to say this. When I, beca- when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues, the evidence of speaking in tongues, I also got a new hunger for God's word. I'll never forget that. I was in eighth grade. I was working in my parents' bookstore, and I started to read through the Bible. I started to read through places I'd never read through before. And man, I had a hunger for God's word. And I don't know about you, but that is powerful when you desire God's word because it starts to change you. Some of you in here are reading through your Bibles, and that's powerful because God speaks to you. No matter what, you don't have to hear a voice from heaven. If you're reading God's word, you can always hear God's voice, right? Say, man, that's for me. That's for me. God's dealing with me in this area. God is speaking to me. So God gave me a hunger for his word. God changed me in different ways. I think I was easier for my parents to deal with, maybe. I wasn't always just a bad kid, but I was mischievous. I was a little hyperactive. I I was, you know, I was a little rambunctious. But I believe it worked on my character. But the Spirit of God begins to change you, and He starts to bring His gifts, okay? And I've seen some of the gifts of the Spirit operate in my life. Not all nine of them, but different ones here and there over the years. So, here's my point with this first section is, the Holy Spirit really changed my life. I've seen it change other people's life. I've seen people come and receive, accept Jesus, be delivered from demons, and get the baptism of the Holy Spirit all in one moment, and speaking in tongues, speaking in a heavenly language, and their life was changed. Now, here's my first point tonight, after telling you some of my testimony. Number one, God has already given us the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Well, it's up to us to receive God's free gift. If I'm going to hand somebody a gift, how do I do that? Let's say, okay, let's say I was giving my Bible to Nellie and I said, this is a gift. Nellie, what would you do if I said this is a gift? And it's like, wow, that's something I would really like to have. What would you do? You just, that was pretty easy, wasn't it? Is that deep for anybody? No, that, wow. Or if that was Nellie's Bible and I said, Nellie, is this a gift for me? And she says, yes. And what do I do? It's been promised to me. I take it. I do not have to beg God for something he has already promised. Usually, usually, well, I guess it just depends on the situation. Usually we realize that we didn't have to beg God for salvation. 
usually. Now, I have seen people weeping at the altar, so convicted, begging God to save them. But that's a gift, too. It's already been taken care of. You just have to receive the gift. There's going to be people in hell one day that never received the gift of salvation. There's going to be believers who never walk to the next level of spiritual power because they never received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do you need to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues to go to heaven? No. No, I know wonderful people who lived their lives, loved God, served God, never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, went on to heaven. But I'm going to tell you right now, it will change your life. And it has already been given to us. God has already given us the Holy Spirit. So once something is given to you, all you have to do is what? You receive it, right? How about a raise at work? Do you keep, after they told you it's going to be on your next paycheck, do you go talk to them for the next two weeks and say, about that raise, man, is it really going to happen? No, you'd be embarrassed to. And that's just with people. So we should, you know, we should really consider that and say, man, I don't have to beg the Lord. Beg Him and beg Him. He's already given the Holy Spirit, so it's up to us to receive God's free gift. All right? That's point one tonight. Praise God. God has already given the Holy Spirit. There's verses and verses about that. Remember, Jesus talked about, about that to His disciples. He said, I'm going to send a comforter. Some translations say an advocate. What the Greek word for helper is parakletos. And what that means is paraclete. All that means is someone who stands in war. The Greeks and the Romans, when it was down to two guys, they would stand back to back and fight. All right? So that's what the Holy Spirit is sent to do. Stand back to back with you. Watch your back. See what you can't see. Warn you about what you can't see. And take care of you. Okay? Help you. Help you. Comfort you. Advocate for you. Convict the world of sin. Also, to be a manifestation of God's power. That's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit was present, present when you accepted Jesus. He's the one who convicted you of your sin. Say, man, I need the Lord. Now, receiving the Holy Spirit into your life with the evidence of speaking in tongues is a, just a different step. And people go, well, that may be too advanced for me. No, I believe it's, part of, it's, a, it's a later stage of the beginning for you. I really believe that as a believer. So God has already given the Holy Spirit. Any questions about that before we go on? Okay. Point two tonight. Look at this. Anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit. They're already prepared. They're, I mean, they're ready to receive the Holy Spirit immediately. Someone has come to know Jesus, then it's Man, if they want to receive what, what God has next for them, they can receive the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Acts 2.38. You know what, um, Mauricio? Let's, let's back that verse up a little bit. I think I'm going to read a few verses. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, Mauricio. Mm. Okay, yeah, let's start with verse 36. Chapter 2, verse 36. And that wasn't in the notes there, Mauricio. Thank you so much, sir. We'll read that, and then we'll read through 38. Now, basically, Peter is preaching his first sermon. They've just received the gift of the Holy Spirit. They were speaking in tongues. People said they're drunk because they were speaking in languages. Some of them recognized languages from places where they came. You know, sometimes it's a heavenly angelic language, and sometimes you speak another language that you've never learned. I remember back in the day, there was a guy that wasn't ready to receive the Holy Spirit. 
and he was an exchange student to France. He came back. The Spirit of God was falling on our church. It was years ago when we were at that other church building. And Dad was up there praying, and he was saying phrases in French. And this kid who had learned French when he was an exchange student, he could understand pastor. And he was saying something like, God is strong, trust him. Like it was phrases. And I don't know exactly what they were. It's been 20, 25 years ago plus. But I remember that it got that guy's attention. He said, I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It became a sign to him. And dad was speaking French. Who knows if dad ever even said those same words again when he was speaking in tongues? Probably not. But God was using that. The Spirit of God was speaking through dad to touch this young man's life. And he could understand dad speaking French who, if you know my dad, you know that he does not know French, okay? Not French food. I, all we know about French food is they put a lot of butter in it, right? And it's really good. I ate some French food on our anniversary trip, and it was good. But I can't even really describe it to you. It's just buttery and good. But we know this. Anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit immediately. So the Apostle Peter, they just freshly received the Holy Spirit. And he's preaching his first message. And he says, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. And remember, it always starts with Jesus. When the Holy Spirit is given, it always starts, it goes back to Jesus. You glorify Jesus. Okay? The Father sent the Son, and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going I'm to go back and sit at the right-hand side of the Father, but I'm going to send you another comforter. Okay? So the Father sent the Son, and the Son sent us the Holy Spirit in His place because He's back in heaven. Now the Holy Spirit is God on earth. He's the manifested presence of Jesus. He's the Spirit of Jesus. So look at this. The Holy Spirit was there. Peter's words pierced their hearts. You ever heard somebody just say something? A minister, a man of God, another believer, somebody said something and it got to you? It was concerning the Word and you're like, oh, and you felt pierced to your heart? I have. My mom did it often. My dad's done it. Some of you have said things to me, and I went, wow. And I don't mean just a hurt, necessarily. This can have more than one meaning. But they were convicted. They went, wow, that word's for us. Peter was speaking under the power of the Holy Spirit. So Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? What can we do? We crucified Jesus, the Messiah. What can we do now? Peter replied, here's what you can do. Each of you must repent of your sins. Look, he puts it all in one formula here. Each of you must repent of your sins. So simple. And turn to God and be baptized in who? In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit important in your life? Yes, whether you realize it or not. The Holy Spirit, my dad says this often, is your senior partner. He borrowed that from a man of God years ago. The Holy Spirit, that's who speaks to you. The Holy Spirit, that's the one who convicts you. The Holy Spirit, that's the one who comforts you and advocates for you. The Holy Spirit, I love how Jesus said this. I've always loved this about the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will send you the Comforter, and He's going to lead you into all truth, and He's going to remind you of the words that I said. The Holy Spirit reminds you of the Word of God. Have you ever just known something was in the Bible? Because maybe you heard it before. You didn't know if you heard it before, but you knew it was in there, and you knew, but that was, see, that was the Holy Spirit reminding you of the words of Jesus, the Word of God throughout the Bible. It doesn't have to specifically be just the words that Jesus spoke, spoke in the Gospels. It can be the words of Scripture. God reminds me all the time. Now, you've got to study the Word, too. 
But God will remind you. There's times where you're like, I don't even remember ever studying that. And the Holy Spirit reminds you of the Word. So once again, anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit immediately. It says it right there in Scripture, the Apostle Peter's first message to a crowd there. Point three. This is very simple. The Holy Spirit is received by faith. Remember that, remember that illustration with Nellie? By, she's taking this by faith. She's taking this on good faith, saying, if he's giving me his Bible, then he's not going to take it back. I really want that, and that's gonna be, I'm going to be able to use it now. Okay? By faith. There's been times people that I've trusted have promised me something, and I haven't seen it yet, but by faith, I'm going to receive it, right? So in this case, though, this is even better. This is, Nellie's going, can I not just keep that Bible? It's kind of nice, you know. There's a lot of writing in it. Um, can it, this is even better. God has already given us the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is receive by faith. That's it. You just receive by faith. How, do you re- how did you receive your salvation? Can we talk about that for a moment? I want to bring this down home, and right where, right where we live, right where we're comfortable, our home base, our wheelhouse. Barry, how did you, how did you accept Jesus? Yeah, I, I bet you remember clearly. God been working on your heart. And when you said the prayer, you believed, didn't you? You already believed. And you said, it's time now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to confess with my mouth and believe. Same for everybody in this room. And I don't, you remember the time you accepted Jesus. It's different times, different places. Me personally, I was in California. What a cool place to get saved, right? God's good. God's good, man. So we were in Northern California. I believe we were in a place called Marysville. And Dad was doing a home Bible study. He was, he was substituting, or he kind of went as a missionary, but he was helping a pastor to pastor a church, and he was doing some home Bible studies as well. And we even stayed in the pastor's house while he was gone. I don't know if he was doing missionary work. And maybe it was a month or two. I don't even know how long. It was in the summer in California, Northern California. And I'll never forget that night, Dad said, if anybody would like to accept Jesus, and make him the Lord of their life. I, I can't tell you what dad preached that night. But like Barry said, my heart was ready because I'd heard dad preach many nights. Remember I told you I had a drug problem? I got drugged to church. They drugged me to church. That was my only drug problem. So I went to home Bible study groups. I went to Sunday school. I went to children's church. I went to vacation Bible school. Man, I went to home Bible study. I was in Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon revival meetings. And I'd heard about Jesus, and I loved him, and I, I was ready. I believed. Like Barry said, I already believed. So when the time was right, I'm not even sure about my age is the crazy thing. I was seven or eight years of age. And I remember that I was like, it's my, it's my time. And it was so fitting that I got to have my dad lead me to Jesus. And another woman walked up to, I remember there was a lady there, and dad grabbed us by the hands and said, all right, repeat after me. Let's, let's accept Jesus and repeat this prayer with me. And I accepted, I believed. Well, in the same way, that's how you receive the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit is received by faith. Now, if you're receiving by faith, then what? We go to point four. If you're receiving by faith, then you let your fears go. I had some fears about receiving the Holy Spirit, not about accepting Jesus, but I don't know if it was the tongues aspect or I was just a fraidy cat. I don't know. I didn't freak out or anything, but I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. The lady that laid hands on me, she said, don't be afraid. Just receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just receive. So you let your fears go. Let's go to Luke 11, 11. Jesus is speaking here, and look at what he says. He says, you fathers or mothers, right? You moms and dads, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Can you imagine? No. You want the best for your kids. Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Can you imagine your kids going in the morning, Mom, I want some eggs for breakfast. They say, well, we have some fresh scorpions we caught. You can have those. I know you asked for an egg, but here's a scorpion. Or I know you want this, but I'm going to give you a snake. Of course not. Look at the next verse. Look at what Jesus is telling the crowd here. He says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your, what, heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Wow. Did anybody hear that? How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And I want to tell you this right now from the bottom of my heart. The Holy Spirit changed my life. Doesn't mean I didn't slip and fall since then and make some weird mistakes, weird errors, do things I wish I wouldn't have done, but they're under the blood of Jesus now. I was young, but I tell you what, the, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence, speaking in tongues, changed my life. Don't fear receiving something other than God's gift. And don't fear God's gift. And once again, for Wednesday nights, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and His gifts and different things. Don't ever be intimidated by what God has to offer you. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever. And don't feel forced either. You're a believer. You've accepted Jesus. You say, man, that's enough for me. That's between you and God. But I want to tell you, I've never been the same since I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And those that have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit will tell you the same thing. Their prayer life went to a different level. They wanted to read the Word more. They had more boldness in sharing their faith. Man, those are things we all want, we all need. Step five tonight. After you've let your fears go, open your mouth and speak what God has given you. And it may seem strange to you. It may seem strange to you at first. You're not used to doing that. You may seem a little embarrassed. No, just you could even just whisper it. Don't even worry about that. Let's go to John 7, 37. John 7, 37. And remember, I want to add this to a previous point. The Holy Spirit is received by faith either by someone laying hands on you or just you receiving. My dad was alone in a little camper trailer when he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He went there all alone and just believed God and God filled him. The evidence of speaking in tongues. So number five here once again though. Open your mouth and speak what God has given you. Go to John chapter 7 verse 37. On the last day, this is a really unique text. On the last day, the climax of the festival right? In Jerusalem. Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Mm. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. One translation says out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing what? In him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered 
into his glory. Well, now Jesus has entered into glory, hasn't he? Scripture says he sits at the right-hand side of the Father, so now the gift of the Holy Spirit has been sent. All you have to do, if you want to, you want to move to the next level in your life with God, is to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let's go through our points one more time. Number one, God has already given you the Holy Spirit. He's already given us the Holy Spirit. Okay? Number two, anyone who is saved is ready to receive the Holy Spirit immediately. Number three, the Holy Spirit is received by faith, either by laying on of hands or you just believing on your own in a group or at home alone or whatever. In a church service, you just believe. Simply believing. Number four, make sure you let your fears go. And number five, open your mouth and speak what God has given you. I promise your life will never, ever, ever be the same. Would you bow your head and close your eyes tonight as we pray?